What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Big June, here with another episode of the Smokers Lounge, where sports discussions become sports debates and so on and so on, man. As you know, getting it on and getting it in. You know, hopefully I enjoy that LeBron legacy. Got a couple of more stores in the bag right now, man. You know what I mean? Want to thank y'all for all the support and everything, though. Much appreciated, humbled by everything. You know what I mean? So the other day, you know, I'm talking football with a couple of my friends and, you know, start talking about when you see a dynamic player like no matter what position it was you know those once in a lifetime them generational ones and you know honestly your boy big june you start thinking and i just came up with you know michael vick you know michael vick i call him the human the human highlight reel you know from college his days at virginia tech to all his stops in the NFL, the man was fabulous, phenomenal. Put on a show on that field. We all know that. But, um, you know, I want to touch on a little bit about everything Michael Vick. You know, his ups and downs, his trials, his falls, you know, his rise, the redemption. That's all part of Michael Vick and who he is. And, you know, your boy Big June, man, he salute that, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been a dude who I've been down. I've been counted out, you know what I'm saying? I landed in them penitentiary as well, you know what I mean? But I fought, I fought my way, I rose up, you know what I'm saying? I seek and I got redemption, and so did Michael Vick. You know what I'm saying? Before I get into a couple of these numbers, man, you know, you always shout out, like me growing up, you know, I was watching Randall Cunningham, and he was fabulous, you know, he was phenomenal himself with the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, you had Dante Culpepper, the late, great Steve McNair. You know, a couple other quarterbacks have flashes like Vince Young, RG3. And now, you know, you got Lamar, Jack- Lamar Jackson, excuse me, and a couple other quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, on full display. But that evolution of the running quarterback was with Michael Vick. So, you know, let me just give you a couple of these numbers, man, that See, obviously you know who Michael Vick was, man. So I'm gonna give you a couple of these numbers, but um, I'm gonna get into a little talking more about him. You know what I'm saying? Obviously in college, you know he played Virginia Tech. Well, he was a Heisman Trophy finalist in 1999, the Big East Player of the Year, also in 1999, as well as the Rookie of the Year in the Big East in 1999, which led him to being drafted the first overall pick by the Atlanta Falcons in 2001. With six, six seasons in Atlanta, Vic was regarded as having transformed the quarterback position with his rushing abilities and was named to three Pro Bowls during that span. He is the first NFL quarterback to rush for 1,000 yards in a season and holds the record for the most career rushing yards by a QB with 6,109 yards, a four-time Pro Bowler. NFL Comeback Player of the Year in 2010, the Burt Butterwell as well in 2010. Michael Vick played 13 seasons in the NFL with the Falcons, Eagles, Jets, and Steelers with a career average of 7.0 per rush, 103, 133 career touchdowns, 88 interceptions, career passing lead of 80.5 with 36 rushing touchdowns. You know, 
He retired in 2017 after going outside the whole 2016 season. You know? We all know Michael Vick. You've seen him on ESPN and all the highlights. You've seen him on the cover of Madden when he dominated and took the NFL by storm. With his electrifying moves. But you don't make no mistake about it. When you think of all these running quarterbacks and the standard it is, it is Michael Vick. But also, let's not forget, like I just said, a career passer rating of 80.5. So, you know, he was a polished passer. As you come to look at him, and he developed his game. So, you know, I gave you some of them numbers with Michael Vick, man. We all know. Like, I don't even have to go crazy and tell you what it was, man. When he got drafted, Atlanta put it back on the map. It was crazy. Everybody flushed the stands. You know, all the fans was there. And rightfully so, you know, when he got there, he started making moves. And little by little, he just kept getting better and better. You know, secured Atlanta playoff berth and, and just kept going. And he kept trying. And, you know, the critics was there. And he was young. So he had the little the entourage around him and his people. And, you know, we'll get into that a little bit later into the episode. But, you know, as a young quarterback coming up, never, never having nothing from, you know, a tough sand, tough city where he was from, to being the man, the man with the money, the man everybody's looking out for, you know, that was Michael Vick. Michael Vick was a man, a one-man show, unstoppable. He'll go left, he'll go right, cut back, you know, and if you give him time, he'll drop back and hit you with a 50-yard bomb. Yeah, Michael Vick was that dude, man. Like, think about it for one second, before the Lamar Jacksons, and the Kyler Murrays and, the, and and all these other running quarterbacks, man. Michael Vick evolutionized that position. It started in college in Virginia Tech. You know the bowl game and everything, which led him to getting drafted first overall. But you know, with success comes a lot of failure, and you know. Obviously, you know what happened with him, his story, the dog scandal, they rocked the NFL, you know, came out of left field, but you know, out of every negative, there's a positive, and you know, your boy Big June's here to spread that message, man, and Michael Vick is the perfect example, man, and you know, we can all learn from that, because we all make mistakes, man, and that's how it is, man, you get up, you fall, you get up, and Michael Vick, you know, mess salute to you, man, your boy Big June, Smokers Lost Podcast, man, nothing but love and respect for you, man. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, he was suspended after pleading guilty for his involvement in the dog fighting ring, spending 21 months in a federal prison. You know, listen, man, I'm not here to throw stones on nobody because I've been in situations like that too, man. But I know that, you know, it only takes one person to give you an opportunity to give you that one chance that you're looking for when it comes to redemption. And at that time, that man was Tony Dungy, right? Kept checking on him, kept taking Vic's temperature, visited him in the prison a couple of times. And, you know, you set up shop and you start seeing who was interested in his services once he was released from prison. And, you know, how ironic is it that the city of brotherly love, brotherly love, Philly, put his arm around Michael Vick and brought him back to the NFL. Now, let's not hear. I'm not here to justify or give excuses for what he did and his involvement in the dog scandal. But I'm here to tell you that, you know, everyone makes mistakes and redemption is for, you know, it's for the Lord. 
when you judge and all that. So when he put his time in, he did his shit, he paid his dues, he's still advocating to this day for animal cruelty, animal abuse. So he's putting his work, he's advocating. You know what I'm saying? He's putting his money where his mouth is. And he's continuing to do that to this day, even though he's a retired NFL player. Now, here's one of the things that, you know, when everything was going around with him, you know, I, I get it. You know, there's a lot of animal lovers. And, you know, a lot of people were hurt and it was embarrassing. It was shameful. It was disgraceful while he was doing what they were doing. Because no one really knows what took place if behind closed doors if Michael Vick was really involved in that dog scandal ring or was he just in front of the money man the front man you know he had the property he had the money so you know they could just do everything under that and you know a lot of times these athletes be on the road and never really get to check up on home and see what's really going on but on black and white everything was on him so it fell on him right but this is one of the things that you know your boy Big June don't understand as as the NFL goes, there's other players that play with uh, vehicular manslaughter, you know, domestic violence, gun charges, assault charges. None of them were boycotted and protested like Michael Vick was on, upon his release from federal prison. Now listen, man. Again, I'm not saying what they did was right. You know, because your boy Big June has a little dog of his own, and I would never want to see a dog get abused like that. But um, do you really think that he was the one doing it to the dogs? Like, do you think it was him actually killing the dogs after they lose a fight, burying them himself? Do you think that was Michael Vick? Your boy Big June don't think so. But it is what it is. Now, you know, the part that I love, you know, because we keep talking about redemption. And when you speak of Michael Vick, you got to mention that word and you have to continue to mention that word. Now, here's the whole shit for me, man. It's like, you know, everyone, when you come out the joint, you know, everyone ain't as solidified as Michael Vick was and had the situation presented to him how he has upon his release. You know, it's hard for you to get on your feet once you're released from prison. And, you know, some people get discouraged and get back to the straight that they know. And, you know, they land back in there and, you know, it just come back to being another number. But Michael Vick, he had a plan. He knew his outlet. His outlet was being an NFL quarterback. And upon his release in Philly, he was whooping Oakland arms by Andy Reid, Donovan McNabb, even if it was a facade. Because eventually, you know, he ends up taking the starting position for McNabb or was uh, Cobb, one of them, right? But we all know that Michael Vick was a starting quarterback. He's been a starting quarterback. His caliber has always been to the starting quarterback level. So now, you know, now he's in Philly. He's putting up numbers, all right? He gets the NFL Comeback of the Year Award in 2010. You know, being recognized as the Comeback Player of the Year, you know, was a personal accolade. I know it felt good for him. With all the critics, all the doubters, all the people who thought that, you know, he couldn't perform at a high level that he was upon going to prison. Because he was that dude, that human highlight reel. Hey, people tame like me, you know, I used to look forward to watching ESPN and, and seeing a Michael Vick highlight, you know, because he was that dude. You know, when dudes play football in the street, man, they used to hit you with the Vick, you know, and boy, they'd be like, yo, Jordan, and they was like, yo, Vick, nah, you just hit, hit you with the Mike Vick, hit you with the Jew, the one-two, oh, you just got Vick, you know, because that's what he was, man. He was just a phenomenal athlete, man, and he really revolutionized and elevated the quarterback running position as far as that. 
But he was so much more than a running quarterback, though. And if you look at the numbers, it reflects it. So here goes the thing for me. Your boy Big June, man, it's just like, you know, when you think about all the quarterbacks, all the stars in the game today, where does Michael Vick fall into place amongst them? Because, you know, to me, your boy Big June, you know, I said Randall Cunningham and, and, you know, you had Doug Flutie and a couple other running quarterbacks, man, but nobody did it like Vic. Like, when Vic did it, it was crazy. You know, it was just like, wow, if you blink, you might miss it. It was crazy just to think about, you know, he'll sit back in the pocket, analyze the field, go through his progressions, look right, look left, nothing there. You know, a little scramble, he sees a hole, bang, he takes it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that, man. It's like sometimes you see phenomenal athletes and, and you just, you know, you know they the real deal. That once in a lifetime, that once in a generational player. You know, like when Bo Jackson, before his injury, you know, he was a beast. You know, he was a beast on the field, on the baseball field. You know, Bo will give you a two-run homer, then shoot up two days later and give you 100 yards with a touchdown. That's the type of athlete he was. You know, the Deion Sanders and all them other athletes that, you know, were just phenomenal. But that quarterback position is the premier permission. It's the premier position to know that Michael Vick evolutionized that quarterback position from a running aspect. He made it cool to run and get juked. And you know it's the truth, man. Like, listen, man. 6,109 rushing yards. Like, I ain't even give you his passing yards. I just gave you the rushing. You know, the 133 touchdowns through the air. Another 36 rushing. You know, the guy was tossing a rock. You know, but listen, man. When you think of Vic, you think of the runs, the fancy shit, the explosiveness. You know, a career average of 7.0 per rush. It's phenomenal. For a quarterback, it's mind-boggling. But he was a superior athlete. Yes, he was. Michael Vick, to me, might be the greatest athlete I've seen come out of college in the last 20 years. I might be wrong. I could be exaggerating. I don't think so. Your boy Big June seen it. We all seen it. And if you were fortunate to witness him in college at Virginia Tech, with all the magic started before the high school, you know, high school, you know, you get your a little exposure, you're more local, and he's still local for college as well, but, you know, the national spotlight was there, and he performed, and he embraced those lights. You know, Michael Vick, he was troubled. He was the first one to tell you on the ESPN, six, that's 30 for 30, that, you know, he couldn't handle fame and fortune. Everything was all new to him. He was overwhelmed. He didn't know. And, you know, when you get surrounded by people who are just a bunch of yes-men, and, yo, let's go do this, yeah. No, we should, you think we should do this, yeah. You know, it tends like you could do no wrong, and you see no wrong. And, you know, he fell into that. And did you think that, you know, his close buddies, his childhood friends, will be doing a lot of illegal activities in his house, on his property? Did he know? Or was he just oblivious to it? Could it could go any way. But I'm just here to say, like, you know, sometimes these athletes have so many multiple homes and they don't really get to stay there from time to time and they're always on the road. And if you're a superstar like he was, you know, you're constantly on the go. 
So, you know, you leave your friends there, your childhood friends, whatever, your family, but you don't really know what's going on behind closed doors because you're not there. Again, your boy Big Jew's not giving an excuse, a justification for the actions that happened to those poor dogs because I'm not. What I'm saying is a lot of these athletes really don't know what goes on in them homes that they buy or they rent because they're not there. There's so much on the road they're working. So I feel that, you know, Michael Vick, you know, uh, I guess an avid dog lover. And I felt that, you know, maybe he did know, but they didn't know to the extreme of the level that it really was. So your boy, your big Juno, don't think that he was burying dogs after they lost the fight. But, you know, I could be wrong. I could be. I could be not. Who knows? Only he knows. And them people, that copped out to it, man. All I know was everything under his name. And sometimes you can't go again with something black and white. When it's on black and white, that you're the home, homeowner and the owner of the property, the owner of the car. And anything illegal activity is going on, it's going to fall on you. Because you're the owner and it's on black and white. You feel me? So now, let me turn this off for a second, man. Because I feel like when I mentioned Michael Vick, you know, a lot of people said, oh, you know, what are you going to talk about? You know, there's that. Yeah, you know, I just want to talk about a lot of things. You see, feel like I could throw out numbers to you all the time. And the numbers are respectable and you got to, you know, to speak for themselves. But sometimes, you know, you get to the point where you just want to discuss the man, the athlete, and what he was. And I always felt that, you know, Michael Vick was remorseful for his actions and the dog right. And some people didn't believe him. And it was hard for him to get back into the league. And to this day, there's two people that protest when he makes an appearance or a cameo or on the sports channel or through the NFL. And it's, you know, reality is just a shame because, like I mentioned before, like, you know, there were athletes that had vehicle manslaughter and still suited up and played and were rooted upon by their fans. But yet Michael Vick, it was real hard for him to get back into the league. And it was hard for him to be forgiven, even if he, if, if he was forgiven to this day. You know what I'm saying? Because... You think about a lot of athletes, you know, like Dante Stallworth, you know, the wide receiver that played with the Browns and, and the Patriots. You know, he had a vehicle manslaughter, right? You had uh, Greg Hardy, defensive end, who was playing with the Cowboys at the time. You know, he had the vicious charges against him. You had Alden Smith. Isn't he back in the league right now after like his third or fifth time? Now, these are guys with real vicious, violent crimes. Now, again, I'm not condoning the dog fighting and everything that took place behind that. What I'm saying is, why was it such a fucking hard time for Michael Vick to get embraced? We all make mistakes. You know, he owned up to it. A lot of these dudes can't even go to fucking jail. He did 21 months in a federal prison. He held it. Because he knew he was wrong. And he took the biggest loss out of everyone. Think about all the endorsement money he lost. The football contract with the Atlanta Falcons. The love. You know, everything. The hit his, his persona took. His image. Everything. Everything. You know, they say like, you know, when you get humbled, it shows who you really are. And he came back, to me, better than ever. Mentally stronger. And, you know, I was happy that Philadelphia gave him that chance, that Andy Reid believed in him, that Tony John, Tony Bungie, excuse me, saw something in Michael Vick during that prison visit because he needed a second chance. And let's not say, like, he wouldn't get a second chance because he was a phenomenal athlete and an above-average quarterback. So, uh, to me, he would have got a second chance. 
But the scrutiny, the protesting, the boycotting, the burning jerseys, you know, some of that stuff was ridiculous, man. Again, man, I'm not condoning what they did with the dogs, man, because that's not my shit, man. What I'm talking about is redemption as a human being, you know, as a fan, as a man who's been, who's lived in a cage, who's lived in a cell, just like Michael Vick did. And I look for redemption and I found it. But you know, it only takes that one person. And sometimes, you know, you get to that point where all is lost. But Michael Vick, you know, he persevered, man. And when he left the Eagles, you know, he signed with the Jets. You obviously already know, man. Jets don't know how to use no one to their full capability. So, you know, it was just like a, a wasted season over there. But they cut him a check, right? But yet, Michael Vick still has something left in the tank. He just needed a, situ a situation where he could be a starting quarterback. And it wasn't a lot with a lot of these teams drafting quarterbacks and some of these quarterbacks being there for years. So, you know, he tried to do the backup. You know, they ran wildcat plays and stuff for him because he was still effective as a runner, as an athlete. So now after that, you know, you stay with the Jets. He ends up in Pittsburgh. And that's basically where the Michael Vicken story ends as far as being a professional football player. But, of course, to me, this out without a doubt, he should be celebrated for everything he accomplished in the league, for the trend that he started, for something that he evolutionized. Because, you know, again, I mentioned Randall Cunningham, you got Flutie, slide out the running quarterbacks that I might not be mentioning at the moment. But when you think about electrifying, nonstop, any moment, hey, told you, you blink, he's gone. And if you give him enough time in the pocket, he hits you with a 50-yard bomb, a beautiful thrown spiral. Michael Vick was the real deal, man. I'm telling you, man. You guys know. And if you don't believe me, man, Google it, man. Go on YouTube, man. Check out the highlights for yourself, man. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Phenomenal athlete. Phenomenal runner. Phenomenal quarterback. The guy did it all. He did it all. He transcended that quarterback position. He made it what it is today. That dudes like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray are able to get drafted in the first round. Consistently. That they're not looked upon and looked over like they used to. Michael Vick changed that. He changed that. And when these quarterbacks keep getting better and they develop into a pack, a pocket passer, maybe Lamar Jackson will surpass Michael Vick. Maybe. You know, of course, if he wins a Super Bowl, yeah. But um, remember who started it. You know how they say how Daniel Sun is gonna beat Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you get my drift, man, you know what I'm talking about, man. Who did better than Vic, man? Who did it better than Vic? Huh? Who did it better than Vic, man? I'll wait. Now, we just talking about starting quarterbacks, man. But, um, you know, I put up his highlights against anyone. Anyone. Some of his throws, some of his best touchdowns, some of his biggest runs, his best runs against any quarterback. Might put it up against any running back. He was that dude. Michael Vick was electrifying. Phenomenal. Can't miss you. You couldn't miss. You didn't want to miss that. And then it was on. You had to watch that. Even when he came back to Philly and took the starting job for McNabb, it was a must-see. 
Michael Vick was that dude, man. You know, it's like a privilege talking about some of these athletes, man. The ups and downs and all that, man. Just reflecting on their career and all that, man. Because it's crazy when you come to think about it like that. And, you know, I, I seen that. I seen their career. I seen it blossom. I seen it get derailed. I seen them come back. I seen them better than ever. And, you know, and you appreciate it. And it's one thing that, you know, when you see something from a close eye, you realize, yo, listen, man, you might not ever see that shit again. Now for all these young quarterbacks now that's running the ball crazy all over the field and all that, man. That's thanks to Michael Vick, man. Michael Vick evolutionized that position, man. There's no doubt about it. We could discuss it, debate it, however you want to go about it, man. I know I might miss a, a couple other quarterbacks out there. They were runners, and they did the thing, of course, and shout out to them. But this episode was dedicated to Michael Vick, man, because he was that dude, man. He was the human highlight reel. Am I lying? Am I exaggerating? Please let me know, because sometimes I get carried away, right? Nah, I don't think so. Not on this one, man. Your boy Big Jewel Smokers Lounge Podcast, man. You know, I got a couple of episodes in the bag, man. I'm back. I'm working. I'm grinding, man. Thank you for all the love and support, man. This Michael Vick episode, man, was just about me reflecting on the play of the man. Without giving you more numbers, because I, I missed out some numbers, but that was intentional. That was my purpose, because they was talking about him being a running quarterback. And the way he evolutionized that position. We all know if you follow Michael Vick or was a fan of Michael Vick, you know he could throw that rock. You know he could toss it with the best of them. He was a more polished pocket passer than any one of these young boys would be. And you know what? Until one of these kids pulled me wrong, man, you know, it is what it is. And I'm never going to be ashamed to say I was wrong. And if some one of these quarterbacks do surpass Michael Vick, so be it, man. But right now, your boy Big Jew, man. When you think about electrifying quarterbacks, man, before you mention Lamar Jackson, before you mention Russell Wilson, you know, shout out to Russell Wilson, because he's dynamic as well, Super Bowl winner, man, but Michael Vick was doing it before them, and he was doing it better than them, and if you don't believe me, just check the highlights, man, check the stats, the numbers is there, I told you, he averaged 7.0 yards per carry, 7.0 rushes per carry, phenomenal. And finished with a career passing rating of 80.5. If you don't think he could sling the rock and toss it with the best of them. I'm telling you, man. You give him some time, he didn't have to scramble. He sit back, go through his progressions, look at the play. Not open, go to the second option. Now one's not open, let me jet. No, let me stand back. Oh, wait a minute. Here you go. Nice 50-yard strike. That's who Michael Vick was, man. Check out the highlights, man. Check out the ESPN one. Go to YouTube. Google Michael Vick, man. Enjoy the show. It's your boy Big June, man. I'm out, man. One.